Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Options can be profitable, but they can be risky. US-based options expert Larry McMillan has been trading options for over 35 years. In today's episode of Talking Trading, Larry discusses his unique volatility capture strategy, which is a hedging strategy which combines the benefits of option writing with strategies to protect downside risk. In this interview, we hear him describe his strategy, as well as some key moments during his trading journey, including his best trade when Lehman Brothers collapsed in 2008 and his clients walked away with fistfuls of cash. We also hear his worst trade and why he loves the markets. But first off, here is a burst of personal development from Louise Bedford in MindPower on Negativity Bias. We have a negativity bias. We all pay more attention to things that are negative and things that can hurt us. It makes sense from an evolutionary perspective. If our ancestors didn't pay attention to that glint of eye, that flash of tooth in the distance, then heck, we wouldn't be here today. But the problem is, as a trader, this negativity bias can scare you out of positions. Some of the ways this can manifest is if you are over-checking your trades, if every night you come home and you go, heck, what happened on the markets? Or worse, you've got it on your phone. So you don't even have to wait for the end-of-day data to kick in. Just leave your stop in place and let that stop loss take you out of the position automatically. And stop looking at the news. The news can trigger that fear factor that amygdala response from a neuroscience perspective that actually makes you want to fight or flight your way out of this situation. Rather than being that focused, detached, somewhat bored trader, all of a sudden you're in attack mode and you're waiting for things to go wrong and waiting for things to be a threat. It makes you twitchy. It makes you unfocused in the trading world. So stop watching the news, stop checking your trades, set automatic stops and just let those take you out of the market. I've just released my Trading Psychology Masterclass, one year of weekly videos designed to get you into the best trading shape of your life. Go to tradinggame.com.au for details. My exclusive special offer expires on April 1st. 
go to tradinggame.com.au. Larry McMillan has been trading options for over 35 years. He's been managing money, educating professionals and providing market analysis for 20 of those years. And he is the author of the book, Options as a Strategic Investment. We have him on the show today to discuss his volatility capture strategy and key moments of his trading journey. Larry McMillan, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Oh, thanks for having me, Caroline. So you started your present company 25 years ago. Larry, what made you decide to leave Wall Street and the big bull and go out on your own? I started out with Thompson McKinnon, and after a couple of years on the retail desk, I moved over to the proprietary trading desk and ran the uh, uh, risk arbitrage department and the equity arbitrage department. We, you know, we did a lot of option trading and made quite a bit of money. It was it was a lot of fun, a lot of work. And Thompson McKinnon eventually went out of business after uh, the crash of '87, and so I went to uh, Prudential Base for a couple of years. And it just wasn't my culture. It was too too regimented, too uh, corporate. I guess would be the word. So I wanted to get back to where I had some autonomy, and I figured the easiest way to do that was to start my own company. So I, I did, and in the beginning we were a research company, but now uh, now we're more money management than, than research. Okay, so your money management, what else do you do in your company right now? But over the years we started you know, uh, having some strategies that were really quite popular and made, made a a decent amount of money and people came to us and said look I, I don't really want to trade this stuff myself why don't you trade it so we started actively managing money about uh, five years ago well a little less than that and uh, we're we're at about 50 million right now we have individual option accounts and we're uh, we're futures so we're CTA in the United States that's called uh, futures advisors or CTAs and but we also are a registered investment advisor so we trade the same strategy with uh, spy options uh, the S&P 500 options why options well i mean uh there are two two reasons we we uh, can define our risk, and we also uh, can sell a wasting asset. So, um, defining the risk is, is in in the case of this strategy, which we call volatility capture, is a little uh, more complex because what we do is we we sell S and P 500 puts. So uh, that's a wasting asset, and they're they're typically overpriced. They're they're trading at a at a higher implied volatility than the stock market is trading at. So that's a, a good measure for selling options. But there's downside risk. So we, we hedge our ultimate risk by buying volatility calls, which is a kind of a unique approach. Not too many people are doing that. But if we ever get in a situation like 2008 or something where the market really collapses, volatility goes up a lot faster than the market goes down. And so since we would own calls of volatility, we could counter uh, the problems of, of the market falling. Um, you know, we've been doing pretty well. Last year in our futures accounts, we were up 18%. This year, we're up about 10 so far. So we're, uh, and we have a very, very low volatility. You know, it's a steady, steady stream of income because we're selling these puts all the time. It's not like we're out there trading uh, corn futures or something like that, you know. I want to go off script a little bit just at the moment. 
What do you love about trading? Well, I'm, you know, to me, it's a, it's the ultimate uh, mental challenge. I think, you know, I mean, I, I like doing puzzles and things like that, complicated puzzles. Uh, but you know, this is the most complicated puzzle of all, you know, I mean, I've, I've done some, uh, certain amount of betting in my life, you know, horse racing, there's a lot of information there, but there's more information here in, in the markets. And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, since we started managing money too, I, I mean, it's, it's helpful to see how, you know, people will gravitate to a good strategy when, when they recognize it, because there are so many, um, I will you know, not necessarily inferior strategies, but there's so many strategies out there that people, uh, you know, can't change with market conditions. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, it's definitely in my blood. I, I like it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't ever plan to retire. I, I fear I'd be like, uh, Bear Bryant or somebody. He was a famous football coach here, you know, so when he retired, he died the next year. You know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Let's go back to your managed accounts. You're not doing any speculating, but for most option traders, they're quite interested in speculation. Is there a place for it or is it just too risky? Well, you know, everybody likes to do a little speculating. I, I kind of tell people you probably shouldn't be doing that with more than maybe 15% of your assets uh, at most. Uh, but there. It can be successful if you're very disciplined and if you have a good set of criteria to work with. So I'm a technical trader. We have systems. We have quantifiable things. Uh, like, you know, one, one simple system is that when VIX spikes up and then spikes back down again, that's a buy signal for the market. And it can tends to work pretty well. Um, and, you know, there are a number of other ones. But uh, sometimes we don't have any trades on. Like right now, we, one of our newsletters is pretty much just speculation because some, you know, people do like that. And right now we have very few positions on I don't think this is a great market right now for speculating. The market's just been trendless and has no real direction. And maybe it's not going to have any direction until the Fed raises rates. But uh, and who knows when that's going to be. But there, there's a place for it. I just don't like when I see these guys on TV advertising ridiculous returns. And you know, speculation is is a lot of hard work, and uh, it has a high volatility of return. So even if you're successful, you'll maybe have one or two really good months, and then a bad month, and then another good month, and a bad month. Which is, you know, that's okay if you're speculating. But if you're really investing, if this is a large portion of your retirement funds or something like that. That kind of stuff is, is not good there. So that's why, that's why I say in our regular uh, money management approach, we use the more steady uh, stream of income provided by essentially selling puts. Larry, I want to go back to you personally as a trader again, just for a couple of questions. And in your evolution of the markets, can you tell us where you experienced massive profit that you would consider your best trade, your outstanding trade? Um. I mean, this is one that uh, you know, developed out of a hedged strategy. It was in uh, September of 2008, so right about the time Lehman Brothers went out of business and the market started to act really crazy. What happened was VIX jumped up to about 30, but the VIX futures were trading at 24, so that's a pretty big discount. Usually there's, you don't see that big of a discount. So when that happens... Uh, there's a hedged trade that you can do is you buy calls on VIX and you buy calls on the stock market. So uh, they move in opposite directions, so that's a hedged position. And the idea there is that the futures are going to move up six points and catch up to VIX, and you own calls on that, and you know 
it'll be fine. The calls are based on the futures. Well, what happened was, of course, you know, the market collapsed. So VIX went to the moon. VIX went to about 90, and the VIX futures went up into the 70s. And of course, the spider call, the spy calls that we own, they were worthless. But who cared because we were making so much money on the on the side. So, for a fairly small investment, I think to start out that trade with about maybe a couple thousand dollars, you you were exiting for like fifty thousand dollars. It was a nice one. We had that one in our newsletter, so uh, some of the clients participated on that one as well. And let's reverse that and a trade that's been your lowest point in the markets. Yeah, well, this was back when I was running the arbitrage desk at uh, Thompson McKinnon. And in those days, Gulf Oil was going to take over City Service, which was an, another oil company. And uh, the price they were paying was like, I'm going to say 58 or 59. But the stock was trading about 54. That's a pretty wide spread. Usually it's tighter than that. So it indicated there could be some problems with the deal. But everybody seemed to think it was going through. So we not only were long a lot of the stock, but we also sold puts uh, because they were very expensive as well. And Gulf Oil backed out of the deal, and the stock reopened at 31. So that was a pretty big loss. <laughs> so I don't do those anymore. That you know, that I mean, that's a risk arm kind of thing, but I don't do that anymore. <laughs> have the markets have the markets become harder to trade? In your opinion? Uh, it, well, depends what you're saying. In other words. I don't think they're any harder necessarily, but you can't force it. You know, I, you can't you can't day trade this market here. It's just too dull. You know, so there were there were times when day trading worked, and there were times when, say, straddle buying worked because the market could would break out one way or the other. Th- those strategies don't really work right now. Um, so you either have to bide your time with hedge strategies or very selective, uh, you know, speculative strategies. But it, you know, no. None of those common strategies are good in all markets. You know, you have to adjust for them. So, so I mean, it's it's a little bit harder trading environment because volatility is so low. But uh, I think personally, volatility is going to stay low as long as the Fed, as the United States Fed keeps keeps rates low. And I really don't see how they can raise them because if they do, the interest on the debt would just be crushing. So they're kind of trapped. I don't know how they get out of it, but but I don't think they can raise rates uh, unless something really crazy happens. What do you think is the area in options that is the most innovative and has the most potential for growth in the future? Yeah, well, to, in my opinion, it would be the volatility derivatives. I mean, volatility futures started trading in 2004, and uh, that's probably kind of shocking to most people because they – if they've heard of them, they've probably only heard of them in recent years. And volatility options started trading in 2006. But still, most people don't understand how they work. They don't really understand that the options are based on the futures, even though they, they cash settle for like OEX or SPX options do. Uh, they don't really understand how the term structure works. I constantly hear on television uh you know, traders, guys who claim they're traders and they're even on a, a show called The Traders and they say wrong things about VIX and the term structure and the futures and everything. And so as long as all that disinformation is out there, I, I don't think the product is catching on really the way it should. You know, certain institutions are doing it, that's fine, and certain smart, you know, smart hedgers are doing it. But it really is a very, very, uh, you know, valuable industry 
part of the option industry, and I think it will grow. I think eventually there will be enough people that, you know, overcome the bad information with proper information. I'm trying, but... So what advice would you give to people out there who are looking for a way to make money in the market? Well, you know, to me, I mean, the steadiest way to make money with options is to sell them, but you have to hedge yourself. So, you know, I would would try to put together an option hedging uh, strategy of that sort where you're, you know, simplistically you're selling puts and, and you're hedging yourself by either buying farther out of the money puts or more preferably buying volatility calls. And, you know, that's that's essentially the strategy we use in our money management and it definitely works. I'd like to, to go back to you and in all these years of trading that you've been in the markets, what psychological aspects have you had to master to become the trader you are today? Well, I'd say, uh, there's, you know, there's a couple of psychological things. Um, first of all, you know, if you're trading a system, stick to your system, no matter what the market's doing. I mean, the system, all systems have stop-out points. They have other exit points, um, and that, and you should, you should do that. You know, you're, no, no one's. If the system was properly vetted and backtested and everything, when you get into the heat of trading, you need to take the emotion out of it. That's really why I like system trading because you can, you know, just just stick with your system. And even in, in hedge strategies. Uh, you know, again, you have, you should have some, um, you know, defensive measures. And I say you're selling naked puts. If the market falls to your striking price, then, then you cover that put and maybe sell another one lower at a lower strike. But you have to stick to your discipline. So the number one thing is, you know, ignore the market, try to take the emotion out of it, and just do, you know, what you said you were going to do. Oh, you make the that worst sound thing. so easy. <laughs> Well, you know, it's maybe it's harder than it seems. But I, uh, and I, I have a very healthy, uh, let's say, um, contrary opinion. I, I don't like if if I hear things on TV and I hear too many people saying the same thing. I'm I start to really heavily lean the other way. Uh, I think that's always a pretty good thing to do too. So, um, but that that's more of a subjective thing. Uh, you know, the the really quantitative thing is you know. Have your system, have your plans laid out in advance and, and don't deviate from them. So if people wanted to find out more about your work, Larry, where do they go? Okay, well, uh, optionstrategist.com is our regular website and our money management website is called mcmillanasset.com. Finally, one piece of advice from your whole trading career that you you would like to give to aspiring traders right now? Okay, well, I guess that would be, you know, have a plan. I mean, in other words, either, you know, do some research and have systems or read about systems and have systems. Or if you're speculating, uh, you know, again, have stops in place, things like that. I don't, I don't like, as an aside, I don't like using targets. I use like, I like to use trailing stops. But, you know, if you have stops, if you have other things, stick to them. I mean, you know. Go in with a good plan and stick with the plan. I think that's the thing most people don't. They start winging it. I mean, and I guess I didn't talk about money management really either, but, you know, I mean money allocation. So, you know, don't look at one trade and think, oh, wow, this is the best trade I'm ever going to see and put all of your account in that one trade. But that never works either. So try to, you know, spread it out equally and 
Like, you know, it's just, just don't get carried away with emotion, either before or during the trade. Larry McMillan, it was really fun speaking with you this morning. Thank you very much for coming all the way from New Jersey to Sydney to Talking Trading. Thanks for having me. And that is all the volatility capture for today. Stay tuned next week to hear accountant Jason Cunningham and why people need to take time out to build their business and their business vision. I'm Caroline Stephen. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.